you got cooking? How about cooking something up with me? Let's stir it up, boys. Welcome to the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. A weekly excursion into the fine art of preparing the world's most popular recipes under an open sky and an open flame. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the old grill sergeant, Randy Haynes. Hey, here's hoping that you've been able to enjoy this fabulous weather we've been having here in the Bayou City the last few weeks. Because it has been spectacular, hasn't it? Oh, sure. We got some rain. We got rained on going to the Astros game last night. And we can't forget about that hard freeze back in February. Uh, The technical term for that was polar vortex. But that was without a doubt a radical departure from the norm. And to that point, the World Meteorological Association said that February was the coldest month in Texas since 1989. So that's not what we usually experience. Not by a long shot. Oh, if you don't know what the polar vortex is, don't feel bad. I'd look it up too. (laughs) Google is your friend. Uh, The polar vortex is an area of low pressure and cold air that normally surrounds the North Pole, and it usually keeps cold air in the Arctic and keeps the warmer air in the lower latitudes. That polar vortex weakened this past winter, so that allowed the cold air to come spinning out of the Arctic, while the warmer air drifted north toward the North Pole. That's a highly unusual turn of events, and obviously it doesn't happen very often. But it did cause a lot of damage in the Northern Hemisphere. And not just here in the U.S., Russia suffered some devastatingly cold temperatures too, and heck, those guys are used to ridiculously frigid weather, you know? We here on the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show hope that all of you have fully recovered from ice station Houston. And I must admit, we in the Haynes household were very blessed. We only endured uh, a bunch of dead shrubs in our flower beds. Now, don't get me wrong. Replacing all that dead landscaping is expensive, but we just feel extremely fortunate that we didn't have any busted pipes and damaged sheetrock like a lot of you did. And we continue to pray for all of you who are still trying to dig out from underneath all that. That's a lot of alls. So... All that aside, (laughs) this is the time of year when people in Ohio hate us. Because, yeah, they're still dealing with snow and ice. We've got balmy temperatures that just seem to beckon us to go outdoors. And that's part of the inspiration for today's topic on the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. The cooler temperatures that just seem to invite us to spend more time outside. And I must admit that cooking outdoors is a lot more pleasant in this cooler weather, huh? So I find myself doing it a little more. In fact, my wife Cindy asked me to buy some steelhead trout fillets. By the way, is it fillets or fillets? You know, when we're talking about fish, we spell the word fillet with two L's, not just one. My mother always insisted that should be pronounced fillet, but my wife scoffs at that. (laughs) I guess if discretion is the better part of valor... I'd be smart to submit to my wife's interpretation, right? Yeah, I have to live with her, not my mother, right? Well, God rest her soul, mom's dead and buried. And Cindy is the woman of my hearing now, if you know what I mean. So, fillet it is. Anyway, I got two steelhead trout (coughs) fillets, about the size of a baseball glove, I might add, and I set about the delightful prospect of grilling them for our dinner that evening. 
I marinated them in lemon juice and extra virgin olive oil. Yeah, a little too much extra virgin olive oil, if I'm being perfectly honest. Everything was just fine when I first slapped the fillets on the grill with the skin side down. But when I flipped them back over on the exposed meat, all that excess extra virgin olive oil dropped down into the flames. And I seriously considered calling the Sugarland Fire Department for help. Yeah, luckily I have a Weber Genesis natural gas grill, so I could turn off the burners on the other side of the grill, move the fish over there until the oil burned off and the flames died down. But I did lose some big chunks of steelhead trout before I could make that happen. So, needless to say, that was not the juiciest steelhead trout I've ever grilled. But you know, my wife didn't even notice the difference. Uh, until now, I guess. <laughs> me in my big mouth. Just shut up, Randy. Shut up. But you know, after the neighbors stopped laughing and the fire department left, I had a thought. Yeah, I know. Will wonders never cease? I thought to myself, hey, Randy, you might want to look down inside your cooker and see if maybe it's time to clean that sucker out. You know, Grease fires like that contribute to the gunk that builds up on the flavorizer bars and the heat deflectors and the grease pan and the drip pan, you know, stuff like that. So I pulled off the warming rack and cast iron cooking grates and I looked down inside. Whoa, it looked a lot like London right after the Blitzkrieg in 1941. A whole lot of damage and ash. Uh, uh, to use a more up-to-date term, it was shock and awe. <laughs> So I made the fateful decision that it was time to break out the soap and water and go to work. And yeah, the cooler temperatures definitely had an influence on my decision, because there is nothing more miserable than doing that kind of work when it's 95 degrees with 98% humidity in the backyard, right? Yep, this was most assuredly the best time of year for that kind of project. Now, I should stop right here and give you a little background. I accepted this project a couple of years ago for the very first time. Oh, sure, I had cleaned out other cookers over the years, but I mean for the first time with this Weber Genesis. Yeah, my biggest mistake was that I had procrastinated doing this project for a year or two. Or three. Or five. Yeah, I put this off for five years after I originally bought the grill. A highly unfortunate decision on my part. The grease and gunk I faced was epic in scale. And I wound up just buying new flavorizer bars, heat deflectors, and the drip pan. The grease pan was rugged enough that I could just clean it out with an SOS pan. Or two. Or three. Or five. <laughs> but the rest of the parts were totally unsalvageable. I just went to Lowe's and bought new ones. I learned a lot that day. Like, in what order you should clean out the parts? You know, so that when you scraped all the ash out of the well of the cooker, it didn't have to be captured in a trash bag. If I thought ahead, if being the operative word here, if I had thought ahead, I could have scraped out all that ash directly into the grease pan before I spent 15 minutes scrubbing out the grease pan with an SOS pad. Since I didn't think that through in advance, I was reduced to holding a garbage bag under the well to capture the ashes. But that wasn't the biggest and most valuable lesson I learned that day. No, not by a long shot. The most important thing I learned that day was to wear gloves. I know, I know. I can already hear some of you screaming at the radio. You didn't wear gloves? What are you, an idiot? 
Yes. Yes, I'm an idiot. And I also wound up grinding some of that grease and gunk into an open cut on my finger, which promptly got seriously infected. Yeah, I had to go to the doctor and get a tetanus shot and antibiotics that were powerful enough to remove the rust from the flavorizer bars. That was a light bulb moment that I have seared into my memory forever. Excuse the cooking pun. So you can be sure that I had on a pair of heavy-duty cleaning gloves this time when I cleaned out that bad boy. And because it had only been a few months instead of a few years, you know, since I'd last done the job, it only took me a couple of hours to finish. When I had put the cooker back together again, I called my wife and asked, do you want to see the results of my labor? She sweetly said that she would, and I proudly displayed my handiwork. She coyly purred her approval, and then I stuck out my hands, my wound-free hands, put them right in front of her and said, with all due respect to Huey Lewis and the news, that's the power of gloves. Hey, you can take the disc jockey out of the radio, but you can't take the radio out of the disc jockey. <laughs> Cindy just looked up at me, shook her head, and walked away. A wise man once said, behind every successful man stands a woman who's just tired of his... Well, you know, right? And do you know who that wise man was? It was me. I just said it a minute ago. Didn't you hear me? Anyway, that little episode served as inspiration for this episode of the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Cleaning our outdoor cookers while the weather is not, you know, welding torch hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we've talked about this topic before, a couple of times before. But we all need to be reminded to do it every now and then, don't we? Lest we fall into the trap of doing it every five years. So break out the cleaning solutions and the SOS pads. Uh, plus, be sure to grab a big oversized roll of paper towels too. Oh, and don't forget the power of gloves. No, no, don't worry. I'm not gonna sing again. <laughs> I've embarrassed myself enough already, don't you think? If your barbecue's gone up in smoke and your cooking reputation is at stake, stick around. The Old Grill Sergeant will be right back with more ideas and advice to make your next cookout sizzle. Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's. Conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant all at 227 Dyke Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas. But they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door. With a wide variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all, 227 Dyke Road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. It's Randy Hames again. Everybody needs a video or a new website or help in managing their social media, and my company, Edgewater Digital, can help. 
We help small businesses navigate the intimidating world of digital marketing. You've got a business to run, and you don't have time or expertise to build and maintain your website all by yourself, and you certainly don't have time to generate content for it. And when's the last time you had an extra hour or two to manage your company's internet ads or social media accounts? Like, never, right? Well, at Edgewater Digital, that's what we do. We have a talented web design team who've built a number of incredibly successful websites for companies large and small. Need content too? No problem. Edgewater can provide copywriting, photography, and videography services to enhance the content on your website, email marketing, or even social media. We're a full-service digital marketing solution with a track record of success. Call us today at 832-500-4272 or see our website edgewater-digital.com. Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market, and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog, or exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years, and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 Westlake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top-of-the-line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big-box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pit house. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original Allspas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. Life is simple. Eat, sleep, grill. This is the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the grill father, Randy Hames. If you like seafood, you're going to love Boyd's One Stop at the base of the Texas City Dyke. And here's the guy who knows more about Boyd's than anybody else on the planet. It's Texas City Dave Fremont. How you doing, brother? Hello, Randy. I'm, I'm doing just fine. I don't know if I know everything there is about Boyd's, but I, I know enough to keep me in trouble. <laughs> well, how are things at your house? I know you and Billy have had both rounds of the vaccine. What about the rest of your immediate family? We're, we're doing good. Uh, everyone, the, both of the daughters are are hanging in there quite well. Uh, uh, the grandkids are growing like weeds. One of them graduated high school this year, and uh, then we've got two more that are about halfway there. So, wow, uh, things are great. Once again, uh, we're all blessed. 
Yeah, us too. But COVID has also heavily impacted the manner in which we all do business these days. So how does that look at Boyd's One Stop right now, as opposed to, say, several months ago? I think it's it's better. I think it's better in, in some ways, in some regards, and the fact that a lot of folks are getting inoculated. They they're have both of their vaccines behind them. And so folks are getting out a little bit more. And, and my wife and I are... are two prime examples. I mean, we were moles for, for months and months. We didn't get out. We did very, very little. I did most all of my work from the, from the keyboard, Yeah, you know, so now we're getting out more and we're getting out and actually going into some restaurants. We'll still pick out ones that are sparsely populated and, uh, and try to sit off, you know, on our own and still wear masks, uh, except when it's time to chew and swallow, <laughs> but we're doing the best we can to still kind of be somewhat safe, which is, I think the thing to do. But I, I think at Boyd's, getting back to the Boyd's deal, is we're getting busier. Uh, I think we're having more people show up. We've had a good run, though, all through the um, this terrible situation that we've had with COVID. Uh, folks still needed to eat, and we did things with drive-throughs and no-touch service and stuff. So we're still hanging in there. But I think we're on the we're on the the road to uh, some kind of recovery, Randy. But let's get down to the question everybody wants to have answered. How's them crawfish coming along, huh? Gosh, I, I, I just can't tell you how crazy, and we spell that C-R-A-Y-Z, <laughs> we're, we're crazy right now. Uh, Jason, I just got off the phone with him, and he was throwing me some, once again, crazy numbers about what we're going to have on upcoming sales here in the next few days. So uh, it's we're, uh, we're neck deep in crawfish, and they're in pretty good shape, too. And, and uh, we've just been selling them wholesale, retail, uh, live, and also cooked. I mean, we have been cooking. We've got a new bus, a crawl bus. I call it the crawl bus. I don't know what Jason's going to call it. But it's like a school bus that's been cut and uh, shaped into several cookers uh, uh it's turned it into kind of a trailer but the front end is still like the school bus it's nuts i'll have to send you a picture and uh we're able to go anywhere and everywhere and we're doing it uh where we're doing one in spring uh in just a couple of days uh we got one going back down at a big fishing rodeo so we're cooking crawfish like crazy out of the crawl bus so uh <laughs> there's your there's your answer <laughs> <laughs> certainly crawfish is the most important part of your business this time of year anyway at boyd's one stop but there's lots of other kinds of fish in the fresh seafood market at boyd's what should we expect to find dave if you come into boyd's uh you'll, you're gonna say man it sure looks like an old building. <laughs> well, it is. It is. It was built back probably in the uh, oh late fifties, early sixties, and I, I I started seeing it as a kid in the in the early sixties, and it was another business. I think it was called Surfside, a little low drive-in. But anyway, long story short, the building's been there a long time. So you'll come in and you'll see a a bait shop, a bait camp, uh, slash uh, seafood market. And so we have a little bit of everything. We have a whole lot of everything on some things when it term, comes to, to bait and tackle and such. But on the seafood side, you're going to find uh, shrimp. 
uh, in various sizes, uh, table shrimp. Uh, we'll have some 912s, 912s to a pound, white shrimp. They're wild-caught Gulf of Mexico shrimp. And then we have various sizes that drop down after that. So if you've got a recipe that calls for a certain size shrimp or you have a favorite size, and we'll have that covered. But we'll also have, depending on market conditions, we'll have some fish. We may even have some freshwater catfish. Uh, if we do have any other fish like um, redfish and such, they will be uh, not imported from out of the country, but they would be coming like from Louisiana and such because Texas has various laws on how we can harvest our local catch. So if we see flounder, which we'll also have, those will also be coming in from Florida. But they're good, fresh, come right across the border. They don't know anything different. They they swim in the, <laughs> in the Gulf and in the bays, but it's all the same. But yeah, you'll come in and you'll see a, 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 all different kinds of a good stuff to eat when it comes to seafood. Today on the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show, we're talking about spring cleaning our outdoor cookers. We know you're an avid backyard chef, Dave, so start out by telling us uh, how many outdoor cookers do you own anyway? Well, I, I only own two, but when the neighbors are gone, I go get theirs and I drag them over. <laughs> Or I, I just might even cook in their backyard. I don't have a pool, so I'll just go ahead and use their pool. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I've got one. I don't have anything really fancy. I've just one that, you know, uses good old wood and charcoal. And then uh, the other one is just for uh, a real simple, uh, no firebox per se, you know, to cook burgers and stuff right on top. Uh, but uh, I don't I don't know anything about those pellet grills. I get confused. I don't know with a pellet grill whether you use a 177 caliber pellet or a 22 caliber pellet i don't know what, what you do with the pellet grills but one of these days i might learn something well how often do you undertake that wonderful job of thoroughly cleaning the outside and the inside of your cookers <laughs> what you're supposed to do that <laughs> what that's, that's kind of my attitude dave i have to be honest what? with you I, I i need to do it more often i do it about twice a year i do it in the spring now in the fall when the weather's not blessed furnace hot you know yeah so how about you honestly i i just i take a, a wire brush and and of course before i ever when I use it, I'll, I'll fire it up and get it really hot, and then I'll take that wire brush, and I'll go all over the grills and everything with it. And then uh, uh, if I have that, any residue that's in there, I'll scrape that out. I would say uh, a guy told me a good while back, he says, if you want to sterilize your barbecue, your little old pit, you just pour a beer on it. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Sounds like a waste of a perfectly good beer, however. <laughs> So which cooker is the biggest challenge to scrub down? Oh, um, actually, I use that, the little one, and I'm trying to think of the name of it, but it's, it's, it's nothing. It's an aluminum cooker, and it's built like a bullet just about, and the coals go right underneath, and that one gets used the most because you can do things quick and easy, and that's the one that I'll, I'll use the most, so I'd say it's probably the one that you know, I spend the most time on the maintenance and I'll take a, a, the wire brush and really give it a good scrubbing. But because it's solid aluminum, it cleans up real good. I mean, you can get it as shiny as you want, but uh, in most cases, I think when you're dealing with that stuff, if you go to barbecue places that are, you know, big name and stuff, you go back there and look at their pitch, you're going to go, my goodness, they hadn't cleaned that thing out since 1947, <laughs> you know, and that's for, that's because that they'll tell you, hey man, that's the patina, yeah. you know, that's, right. that's, that's, that's the flavor 
flavor. So, and when you're getting everything so super hot and everything, I, I, I agree with that. You know, there's some, I saw on TV where a lady cooked chicken and she, at a restaurant, she used the same grease and she just kept adding grease into this chicken uh, skillet. And I think some of that grease had been recycled for years and years. Now that's going a little, little much, but you know, people's got their own deal. And if it's good and hot and boiling hot, I guess it's not going to make you sick. This has been the affable Texas City Dave Fremont of Boyd's <laughs> One Stop at the base of the Texas City Dyke. You might find him next door at the neighbor's house. I don't know. <laughs> so how do we get to Boyd's One Stop, Dave? Well, you, if you're coming from Houston, you just roll on down Interstate 45 and take the Texas City exit and just keep heading eastbound until you can't go any further. It's pretty easy. We're way out there, so we have to make our prices real low. <laughs> I mean, keep them low to get people to come down. But by golly, I'll tell you, that's how to get there and come see us. What's your phone number, Dave? 409-945-4001. Same number they've had for ages. What's your website? Boydsonestop.com. Can't get any easier than that. And Facebook is alive and well. Uh, Boyd's One Stop on Facebook. And that's where I'll pump out all of the, the stuff that's going on right now. Dave, we always love talking to you. All the best to you and Billy. Keep them crawfish coming now. Thank you, sir. And all the best to you and your wonderful family. And I can't wait to talk to you again. Stay patient. Dinner will be ready right after the smoke alarm goes off. Randy will be right back with more smoke and hot tips for you and your old plane right after this short break. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top-of-the-line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, a electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pit house. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original Allspas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's, conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant, all at 227 Dyke Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas. But they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door, with a wide variety variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all, 227 Dyke Road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. 
Hi, friends. Randy Haynes to tell you about Cellular and Satellite. Cellular and Satellite are specialists in wireless data plans for businesses. Because they buy in large quantities, Cellular and Satellite can give you a data plan on the same provider you're using today, but at a lower cost. Cellular and Satellite can also combine the two largest wireless providers into a single data plan. Two carriers with better coverage, but only one invoice to pay. If your workforce is international, Cellular and Satellite offers a global data SIM with fixed pricing in over 200 countries. You'll never have to pay international roaming charges again with Cellular and Satellite. And they can handle all your wireless data needs whether you need 10 or 10,000 data SIMs. So if you're an IT professional, mobility manager, or business owner, save money and increase your network availability by letting Cellular and Satellite simplify your wireless life. Call Cellular and Satellite today. 3251-1000 or go to CellularAndSatellite.com Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog, or exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit Belleville BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. Stand back. We've got our grill on. This is the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the grill father, Randy Hayes. Here is our favorite foodie and our executive producer, it's Greg Burlocker. What's up, pal? Man, Randy, it's just good. It's so good to see the green plants coming out instead of all this dead stuff and, <laughs> and uh, the sun shining for once. How are you? I'm doing well. I must admit, for a long time there, the only thing green in my yard was the weeds. Oh, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Greg is our favorite foodie, and we that is not faint praise, by the way. He is one of the few guests we host on the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show who I have never been able to float a curveball past. I mean, seriously now, I can turn on the microphones, I can ask Greg about any food item out there, he's always got a recipe for it. I have never stumped him yet. Let's give it the old college try right now. Okay. Brussels sprouts, go! <laughs> oh, man. I, I like them, my family doesn't, so we don't cook them very much. <laughs> So you do like Brussels sprouts. I must admit that that's one of the few vegetables I will feed to the dog, and we don't even own a dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're they're very uh, they're very bitter. Yeah, which can affect other things that you eat later in the meal. So you uh, uh, have to be careful what you pair them with. Today on the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show, we're going to be discussing the unpleasant little chore of spring cleaning our outdoor cookers. Now, we've asked you this before, Greg, but it's a great starting point for this conversation. How many outdoor cookers do you own now? <laughs> I'm, I'm, 
<laughs> I'm, I'm not quite sure, Randy. Um, I don't think I have a problem, but I can stop. I, I know I can stop. Uh, they kind of come and go, don't they? Yeah. Kind of like children. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you send them off to college, and then one day they're just back in their room again. And I go, how can I miss you if you never go away? <laughs> Oh, man. Well, you know, our oldest son gave me a brand new Weber kettle. Oh. The, the really super duper one. Mm. And uh, I already had one. So we took it to Rockport. <laughs> and you know, it was like, all right, so uh, we're a two Weber kettle family. So, uh, uh, so. Where are you parking your car these days, Greg? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know where in the driveway. So, because everything's. <laughs> Got all the cookers inside. You don't want those things to rust, that's for sure. <laughs> well, we asked Dave Fremont this question in the previous segment, but it's a question that's really good for all of us to stop and consider. How often do you clean out your backyard cooking appliances? It's a good question. Um, the, the, the grills I clean a lot more often than the pits, and um, the, the pits, though, really deserve more attention than I give them because you can create a really serious fire ah. uh, with with all of the the grease and the drippings and the and the things. So um, fortunately, my smoker has a a little bucket on the end in a in a tube. Um, but you know you, the, the 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 grills with uh, you know uh, a scrub and uh, some of the the cleansers to get the grills clean. Uh, yeah, that, that's important too, especially if you cook things that have fat in them, chicken and things like that, because you can create a big grease fire there too. But um, I had an interesting, uh, almost accident, I should say. Uh, I was using a pellet grill, and uh, I was cooking. A, a, well, in fact, you posted that on the on the website, the the big dinosaur ribs, uh-huh. and uh, I had done a, a, a pork roast as well and the uh um uh, brand tea i will say of the pellet smokers it stopped after eight hours and occasionally that happens with pellet grills that's one of the occupational hazards is that the auger which uh, uh feeds these little uh wood pellets into the the burn box uh it just keeps going and um uh, if you're trying to do real low and slow when the weather's a little bit cooler outside, sometimes you can just keep putting fuel and fuel and fuel, and it fills the whole burn box up full of pellets, and it and it chokes the fire off. Ah. So um, I had uh, uh, I was frustrated. I had company coming over, so I uh, um, uh, finished the roast and and I took my hand down into the the little uh, burn can which is about the size of an aluminum can and i i just dug all those pellets out with my hands right right and they went in the bottom of the grill and i didn't vacuum them out like i normally do so all of these wood pellets are laying in the bottom of the pit and then going back to a previous show that you and i did it was time to cook the bacon so we were going (laughs) to do it outside (laughs) i cranked the temperature up from 200 because i'd done the the, the ribs and the roast low and slow. Right. And to get good crisp bacon, I cranked it up to 400 degrees. Well, I didn't ever think that those wood pellets on the bottom of the grill were going to fire up, but duh, <laughs> you know, 
the steel smokers at 400 degrees and you got wood pellets laying on the bottom. So, uh, boom, <laughs> have a little fire inside there. How many, how many alarms was it, Greg? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So fortunately everything was, uh, closed and, and, uh, it, it, it did singe the paint a little bit, which I was disappointed. <laughs> and your eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it's, <laughs> and, and I do have to say that bacon really was crispy. So, <laughs> well, you know, back when he wasn't so busy with the pandemic overflow business at the Belleville meat market, I made the mistake of asking Jared Poffenberger on this show if he needed to clean out any of his backyard cookers. And he instantly said, nope. And when I expressed my cynicism at that prospect, <laughs> he told me he cleans out his cookers every two or three weeks. Now, I don't know about you, but I think Jared Poffenberger ought to be ashamed of himself for making the rest of us look bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. I have to tell you, I'll tell you a little secret that he hasn't told many people of possibly ever. And they have cookers and they actually have to replace them because they burn so much wood, real pecan wood, you know, Yeah, not some sawdust. They actually go through all of these cords and cords of pecan wood mm. and they will actually wear out wow. uh, the smoker. So I'm like, that's, that's how much wood they burn. So it's, it's, uh, it's some serious stuff. Well, and that brings us around to the Belleville Meat Market, where we can always count on the Poffenberger Brothers to stock the best selection of fresh meat products for us to burn on those grills, come pandemic or come shine. Obviously, the Belleville Meat Market has every cut of beef you can imagine, probably a couple we haven't even heard of, <laughs> but they also have pork and chicken, right, Greg? Oh, gosh, they have, yeah, in, indeed, a lot of pork and chicken, and um, the stuffed pork loins. Uh, are my favorite because they're just they're so easy uh, you can get them um, uh, stuffed with uh, uh, jalapeno or, or sweet chipotle cream cheese and wrapped with bacon uh, maybe a few jalapenos on top gosh it's so good and then I, I always keep uh, several packages of the jalapeno uh, poppers and the stuffed mushrooms in the freezer it makes it really really easy to entertain in case guests come you throw it in a hot oven that for 20 minutes and you've got appetizers. But, you know, one of my favorites is since they have a butcher on call uh, whenever the market's open, I love thick cut pork chops. Oh, yeah, us too. I just absolutely love them. And uh, I'll take a, a boning knife and I'll cut a slit in the pork chop and then I'll stuff it with something like cheese or mushrooms or things like that and then take some uh, toothpicks and close that back up. Oh my goodness. That is so good. And it's just such an easy thing to do, but it's a, it's a great presentation. Your, your friends and family would love it. But even easier is take the night off from cooking all together and just get the Belleville Meat Market's Pecan Smoke Barbecue hot and ready to eat right out of their smokehouse right there on the showroom floor. It's worth a trip to the Belleville Meat Market anytime. So tell us how to get there. It's halfway between uh, Hempstead and Sealy on Highway 36. And it's about 15 minutes either way from, from each one. And you can call them at 979-865-5782. What's their website? BellevilleMeatMarket.com. And social media. Check Belleville Meat Market out on Facebook at BellevilleMeatMarket.com. Greg Burlocker, our favorite foodie. 
to keep your hand out of the pellet grill, buddy, and we'll talk to you again soon, okay? <laughs> Thanks, Randy. Always, always a pleasure. <laughs> Life is short. Grill while you can. Randy will be right back with more food and fun after this break. Randy Haynes here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market, and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog, or exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. It's Randy Hames again. Everybody needs a video or a new website or help in managing their social media. And my company, Edgewater Digital, can help. We help small businesses navigate the intimidating world of digital marketing. You've got a business to run and you don't have time or expertise to build and maintain your website all by yourself. And you certainly don't have time to generate content for it. And when's the last time you had an extra hour or two to manage your company's internet ads or social media accounts? Like never, right? Well, at Edgewater Digital, that's what we do. We have a talented web design team who've built a number of incredibly successful websites for companies large and small. Need content too? No problem. Edgewater can provide copywriting, photography, and videography services to enhance the content on your website, email marketing, or even social media. We're a full-service digital marketing solution with a track record of success. Call us today at 832-500-4272 or see our website edgewater-digital.com. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top-of-the-line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pit house. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original Allspas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's. Conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant all at 227 Dyke Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. 
There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas. But they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door with a wide variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all, 227 Dyke Road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. May the forks be with you. This is the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the guy who turns all the grills on, Randy Hames. You can never laugh too much. And this guy and I have been laughing all the way for the last four or five decades now. Here's my old H&H show partner on the radio from back in the day, Fred Olson. Good to hear your voice, my friend. Well, it's good to be heard, man. It's good to be on this side of the earth, as we always say, the good side of the turf. <laughs> and uh, life's pretty darn good. We're blessed, man. Well, good. How's the shoulder rehab going, my friend? It's it's uh, slow, but as Doc said, baby steps. And But it's good. Every day is a little bit better, a little bit better, and a little less painful, and little more normal and uh but i I gotta wear a sling for about uh three more weeks well last week you said before we went on the air you were wondering if people were really interested in your shoulder and the rehab and i told you that two different people had inquired about your surgery yeah but i went to the dentist this past week and two more people wanted (laughs) to know about you so obviously yes people want to hear how you're doing that should encourage you well, I want to tell everyone, uh, if you're considering having shoulder surgery and you need it, get it done, but don't injure yourself, first of all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what, you know, we, we have a Dr. Tom, he said, the last thing he does is surgery. So you rehab, rehab, and goes, so uh, I guess you want surgery. <laughs> no. You should then do your rehab, but, but if you need it, yeah, it's just, it's not fun. And there are different levels of it too, but I got buddies who've, who've had uh, shoulder surgery before and. It's the most intricate joint, I think, in your body. Is he pulls this skeleton in on wheels and goes, "Okay, <laughs> we're going to look." You know, one of those kind of things, and so you look at, you know, it's not a real skeleton. I, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> yeah. And so here's here's what it is, and here's what's going on. Here's what we have to do, and you go, "Well, that looks simple." Yeah. Until you do it, but anyway, so it's it's going good, and um, getting back on track. I'm going to try driving this week. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Big deal, huh? You reckless devil, you. <laughs> yeah. I, I did one car trip into the doctor visit, and that was that was painful, just on country roads and start-stop traffic in Houston. Man, that was, I went, I forget how crazy we are in town. Yeah. How nuts people are and how often you have to put on your brakes and go forward and backward. And I was going, you know, this isn't fun. And then she went over a railroad crossing, <laughs> one of those real high ones, Ooh. like in Bel Air. Yeah. Ooh. And I went, she goes, I'm sorry. I said, honey, you can't straighten up the road. You know, <laughs> we just, we, you just, we just do it. Yeah. You know, it's just like, I went, oh man, that's brutal. But anyway, so I'm, it's getting better and better well good to hear I understand you got the grandkids for a few days. Yeah. We had them for about five days. 12 hours and 2 minutes and 37 seconds, and then they were gone. But who's counting? (laughs) Yeah, who's counting? Oh, it's wonderful to see them grow, and just, you know, they were so sweet during this time. But the little one, the 5-year-old goes, 
would it hurt if I touch it like that? And I went, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I go, yeah. Oh, what about this? No, 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 no. It's like, yeah. Okay. So yeah, that hurt. And if you do that, it does too. So those are stitches. Okay. Oh, can I see them? Sure. Ooh. So anyway, he got over that in about two days till I kept hiding my shoulder. I go, no, this side, punch this side. Well, we also spent some time talking about your garden last week. I recall you mentioning there were already some green tomatoes on your vine. So how are the maters coming along? I'm staring at them out the window now and that and the squash is coming. And I really have been outside so little. It's been kind of gloomy and wet. And I hadn't been walking a lot of uneven ground because it is country and there are holes and stuff. So I've been today I'm going to go out and look at the garden real close up. And then uh, she said, yeah, from here it looks good. Everything's really coming along great, and uh, we should have tomatoes in what, 70 days from beginning to, and so we did March 15th, so 70 days from that, we should be picking them. Well, you mentioned that you might go out and, and sit on the lip, it's a raised garden, uh, that you might sit on the lip of the garden and pull weeds with your other arm. It, it, have you done that yet? Hey, don't say that so loud. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, having shoulder surgery is like having a note from the doctor to get out of PE at school, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't done it, but I, but I will. The, the grandson, the five-year-old went, oh, yeah, is this a weed? Yeah. He thought that was great. <laughs> he put him to work for a couple hours. He said, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> so you get to stay. So have you been able to mess around with outdoor cooking any, or is that another casualty of the shoulder surgery and the rehab? No, I cooked the steak. The kids a nice steak and uh, oh, well, what kind of steak? This it was a ribeye. Mmm, yummy. Kids are they're carnivores. They really are. They're huge carnivores. So then the daughter in law did a bunch of lamb the other day, and I just let her do it. You know, you always want to jump in and tell people how to cook. I went, no, no, no. <laughs> let her do it. She wants to do it. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, Mister Rogers said, "Why am I talking?" <laughs> Back up. <laughs> Let someone else do it. Well, you're talking because you're on the radio right now, but... <laughs> well, that, that, that's true, too. But uh, Mr. Rogers always had that thing. It was called wait. Yes. Why am I talking? Yeah. So anyway, so I just let her do it and it turned out great. Well, now talk about lamb for a minute. You've cooked lamb several times. The key there is to not overcook it, right? Well, absolutely, but don't overseason it either. Let it be, let it be lamb. Let the lamb be lamb. <laughs> See, my wife won't eat lamb, so I never get to cook it, and I have no experience with cooking lamb. Tell me how you do it. Well, I just I buy a rack, and a lot of people cook a, a rack of lamb, which is great. But I like to put them into chops for the kids to eat. And I just I sever them. I cut them into like eight chops, usually to a rack, and then I just let them. Uh, assume room, put a little olive oil on them, salt and pepper or seasoned salt and pepper, and that's it. And then I just grill them. And you can kind of tell. I wait till the fat catches on fire. That's the way I do it. <laughs> and the bones start to get a little, you know, a little blackened a little bit. And I, I like them. <laughs> I do. I, I think that if you're going to grill, grill. Don't you, you know, I don't want them to be just kind of gray. I want them to have a little nice dark on the outside with of course uh, the natural juice coming through i'm getting hungry talking about me (laughs) well speaking of grease fires i had some steelhead trout fillets and i grilled them up but i used too much extra virgin olive oil to marinate them and i I got a two alarm fire out there they cooked a little too fast you know what i mean yeah yeah because they have a lot of they should have a lot of some natural oil steelhead is pretty pretty lean 
that's why I get that real fatty salmon. It gives me a greater area to make a mistake, especially <laughs> if I'm cooking them outside. There's a lot more fat in them. Well, I'm good at making mistakes. <laughs> so that inspired me to undertake one of the most exhausting projects of all time. And this is what we're talking about today on the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. That is a thorough cleaning of our outdoor cookers. In my case, I, I tried to clean out my Weber Genesis natural gas grill, which took about two hours. You remember I, w- I waited about five years to clean it the first time, and that was a bad experience. <laughs> so uh, now I'm doing it like twice a year. How about you? Well, I've got that new Weber, so I really got to at this point. So do you, what do you use? Oven cleaner on the inside or just scrape it? What do you do? I just I scrape it, uh, and I use a little bit of detergent on, on the surfaces that I would want to clean thoroughly. Not the iron grates. Now, you want to season that kind of like an iron skillet. Yeah. But the rest of it, I can scrub out with an SOS pad or some kind of detergent. Well, that's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah, that is. I'm not looking forward to pulling that thing apart, especially when the one-handed grill cleaner guy. Well, now, is it a Weber Genesis? Yeah, it's it's a three or a four. It's got like four burners, five burners, actually. Yeah, well, it, in my experience, Fred, it's really not that difficult to do. You just got to kind of take the, the parts apart, and you don't have to use any tools or anything. It's you can, all, you can do it all by hand, but it does take a couple of hours to do, and I encourage you to not wait five years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, otherwise you got to leave about a two-alarmer going. Yeah. Well, you know, Rick Allspa, the guy who sold you that grill out of the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique, they clean out and completely restore grills for you. But I realize Kingwood's a little far to go for that service, yeah? <laughs> yeah. It, 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 you know, it gives me something to, to look forward to actually to do. And I, 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 the only thing with the shoulder thing is I'm, a lot of things I miss. I do miss mowing. I do miss those, you know, peaceful kind of things and instant gratification things you get from I'm having a, a, a little ranch, and and uh, so I'm going to work on getting that back together, and you know, get my arms working, and uh, maybe the first thing I do is take apart that grill and kind of scrub it. I can do that with one hand, and then vacuum out all the crap with a with a you know one of those uh, vacuum deals. And uh, I'd seen people use uh, oven cleaner on it, but I think I'd be kind of wary of that. I don't know if you can get it hot enough afterwards to to do away with all that uh, the smell of one of those things i don't know yeah that 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 sounds a little challenging to me yeah i'm not gonna do that well we didn't even have time to talk about the texans thank goodness (laughs) thank you (laughs) at least my grill is clean (laughs) no wait i just cooked burgers last sunday night so no it's not never mind (laughs) Uh, listen don't do anything foolish with that shoulder we'll talk again next week okay all right we'll check in then We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Send us your burning questions and favorite recipes in a private message on our Facebook page, The Outdoor Cooking Show, or visit our website, theoutdoorcookingshow.com. Join us next week for more tasty food and fun over a red-hot grill on the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. How's about cooking something up with me?